I think that there are many people for whom Hillary Clinton is not relatable right. unless she um, primarily defines herself in domestic terms, wife, mother, but wife in particular. Right. Because I think it makes people feel comfortable. I think people are very, um, people don't know what to do with the idea of a woman who has power or who's seeking power. And so the way to somehow temper that is to say, well, wife, I'm a wife, so therefore I'm not that scary. Right. right. And it's not, I mean, obviously I think marriage is a wonderful thing and it can be, you know, just such a, a joy and, and all of that, but it's that we raise girls to aspire to marriage in a way we don't raise boys to. Right. And I think there's a problem with that. So you have little girls who from very early on are thinking about the wedding dress, right? I don't know how many boys think about their wedding tuxedos. Right. right? Not and at all. Yeah, that's true. It's, so what it means is that there's, there's an immediate imbalance, I think, right, in just the idea of what is aspirational. And so I think what we should do is in raising boys and girls, teach them that love is wonderful, marriage is wonderful, but none of that is something that one should aspire to. Right? When you say to a girl, oh, you've got, you've got your PhD, but when are you getting married? That was the voice of the critically acclaimed Nigerian author Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And she was being interviewed by the African-American comedian and TV host Trevor Noah. And that was shortly after she released her feminist manifesto, Dear Ijawele. And that was sometime in 2017. Now, in full disclosure, I love these guys. Trevor and Chimamanda, oh my gosh. I could listen to them all day and I wouldn't even get tired at all. The clip from that interview, which I will include in my show notes, segues perfectly into this International Women's Day episode of the Real Fitness Podcast. As a fitness coach and someone who goes to the gym at least five times a week, I could tell you right now that there are more women than men trying to get in shape and stay fit. There are many reasons to this, but I think you could say that it points to how skilled society could be in the way we perceive, receive, and treat women. My guest on today's show is Kenya Gibson, popularly known as Coach Kenya. I like to call her Coach K. I remember the first time I met you, it was at a show, I think it was a wellness expo. That it was, was the health and wellness expo health with Dr. Wellness expo. Yep. Yeah, that's ours. So she saw me walking in the hallway and then she looked at me like, hey, you look like you're ready for a workout. I dragged you into my class. class. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm she's gonna be i'm just gonna go shine and go show myself mm -hmm. she doesn't even know who she called but when i got into your class man you drilled us so bad. <laughs> and i don't do that on purpose i just i really no just you drilled us I do, and i'm like i guess we're just gonna do it and you were you were having fun you know mm. I, I mean man my legs were sore <laughs> i was like geez i stayed in the class to the end out of shame because i'm like no i'm not about not to leaving. walk out no i'm just gonna stay here to the end and you know there's some instructors who tell you to do stuff but they're not doing what they're telling you to do mm. now you are not like that you gave us you were doing everything and you were having fun with a smile on your face i don't know who does that but yeah that was my first experience with you coach kenya is a passionate wellness coach she's certified by one of the top sports academy in the country and as a busy parent and entrepreneur she understands what it's like to have a real life and try to balance that with healthy living too. So she created a unique approach to wellness called EASE, and that stands for Energizing Active Strength Exercise. 
that helps her optimize the body, the mind and the spirit all at the same time. She has led wellness initiatives with Pricewaterhouse. She leads group exercises with Crunch Gym. She's a brand ambassador for the GAPS athletic line at Athleta, a master motivator, a media maven with iHeartRadio, an honoree of the New York's chapter of Women Who Means Business, a lifestyle and wellness influencer who has been featured on NBC's The Today Show. And today, we'll feature her on The Real Fitness Podcast. I hope you're that excited also. (laughs) Well, let's get right into my conversation with her. And we start off from here where she's talking about how she started out in radio. I wouldn't say I don't think I've done anything. I just think that, you know, I've been fortunate to be in this business for 15 years. I literally started off uh, making $9 an hour managing the public file. I'm not sure if you know what the public file is, but it's this. We actually have it. It's a public uh, communication system that anyone can come into the radio station and check like all of our advertising and make sure that we're living up to our end of the bargain in terms of like um, just quotas and what we advertise and what we say we're due. So it's a checks and balances system for the FCC. So for many years, I managed that. And then I ended up managing public affairs programming. So it's all the um, community programming that we run on the weekends at the stations. And that's where I learned how to run a board, how to produce shows, how to book guests. And it, you know, and it was like crappy pay, but it, at the time, like, I didn't look at the money, I looked at the opportunity. And then things just kinda grew from there. I ended up doing a couple weekend shifts, doing some afternoon drive stuff, pivoted, and then went into the branding and the marketing full time. And then have now, like I feel like come full circle where I've been mixing programming and marketing together. Um, and having a really good understanding of brands and what they need and how they want to integrate with the radio stations and just different platforms. So it's all been like this 15 year learning period, which has been, seems like a long time, but I look back and I'm like, oh my God, like it went, it seemed like at times it went fast and I made it to New York, which was my goal. Oh, really? Oh, so you didn't start in in New York City? No, I didn't start. I started in a very small town called Poughkeepsie. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it. What state? It's in New York. New York. It's Hello. in upstate New York. I yeah. went to Marist College, so it was literally like right on that side of the river. And it was iHeart Radio. It was Clear Channel at the time. And then it turned into iHeart Radio probably three or four years after I was there working. And that's where I started. And I remember when I got hired for the job, my the operations manager um, pulled me into the HR office and I was signing all the paperwork and I was like, wait a minute, how much am I going to get paid? It's like, I never even <laughs> asked him what the job paid or anything. I remember him um. calling him every every week for six weeks. Literally, it was almost probably even more than that, probably two months straight. And like in my heart, I never gave up. Like I never felt like the position was filled. And what was interesting is when he called me to offer me the job, he said, you know, you're the only one that kept calling me about this position, and that's the reason why I'm hiring you. Why though? I mean, why did you have a passion for this? I don't know. I always knew that I would be in radio. From when I was a little kid, I was like four or five years old, and I used to have one of those 
Remember the little, like, you're probably, you're a lot younger than me. So there used to be these little, like, recording, plastic recording devices. Like, they were like a little, you put the cassette tape in there and you hit record. Yeah. And I had one and I had a, a little microphone that was attached to it. And I used to interview my sister. And I would pretend like I was a radio show host. For real? And yeah, it was weird. I, I wish I kept wow. those tapes. And my sister will attest to it. I used to make her be Mariah Carey because she, <laughs> she loved oh, wow. Mariah Carey. And I'm like, listen. <laughs> You're going to be Mariah Carey, and I'm going to interview you today. And she's like, I don't want to be Mariah Carey. I don't want to be interviewed today because I did it all the time. But i that's where the love for it came as a kid. And then I remember my dad telling me, oh, you want to be in broadcasting. You're going to have to be a really good reader. And I wasn't a really great reader in school, like publicly. So he would make me sit at the kitchen table. And I don't know if you remember Jet Magazine. So they had Ebony yeah, Magazine. Yeah. and Jet. So Jet came out every single week. And I used to have to sit there. And I used to have to read, like, the little articles to him and then he would tell me no you gotta say it like this and you know so it was funny because I think at five I knew wow and then it like it's so important to have people to sew into your gifts and that's the one thing that I could say about my parents like they're very working class people and they always sewed into my sister and I's dream so my sister always wanted to be a veterinarian she knew that at four and she became a veterinarian so from the moment we were able to speak and articulate. They were always like, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they, they really emphasized that. So I'm thankful to them for like pushing us and like keeping us on track. There was a time though when wow. I thought I wouldn't be in radio. Um, I had had my daughter. Um, no, I actually hadn't had my daughter yet. I had my son and he was probably about three or four and I was living in public housing and I was super broke and I remember sitting on my apartment floor, like just literally crying out to God, like I need some kind of direction because I can't live this way, you know? And that was probably the only time in my life I thought it wasn't gonna happen. And it didn't happen right away. I actually got, it a, got a really crazy job working at a psychiatric center, which was not oh, so, really? so far-fetched from radio, but it gave me an opportunity to really learn about people and it gave me public speaking opportunity. And then when the day they were gonna close the facility, cause the state was like cutting budgets, they called, Clear Channel at the time, called me and said, we have, this, we have a position for you. And then I interviewed for the radio position. And then that's kind of when things like kicked off. I mean, it's so beautiful to hear because I always like to ask people about the moments when they thought they would never hit their dreams. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, because when people see you today, mm -hmm. they feel like, okay, it's always been a smooth path up here, you know? No, I don't think any of it's been smooth. I think a lot of it has been kind of discouraging. Oh, wow. I mean, I've had some really great moments, but I will say, like, it's really been, I would say, 60-40, you know, in terms of, like, the negative versus the positive and, like, it helps you build perseverance. You get a lot of no's before you get the yes that really changes things for you. And you have to learn how to take those. And they're not good, but they help you grow. You know, they help you grow. And it's not easy. It's like, it's not easy applying for something and, and being told like, you're not it or you're, but I always, I always had faith in this. God would create a lane for me. And I, my biggest thing was I was never gonna compromise that. I was never gonna compromise my faith or my testimony and you know become worldly in order to become like famous. True. And I think that was not always my attitude. I think when I first got into this business when I was younger, it was all about, oh, you know, like the fame and the money and, and then I see what that does to people. And like really now, I felt like God burned a lot of that out of me. So for me right now, it's really just about the platform 
and how I can reach people and reach people more effectively. And you know, show them that when you have a dream and you pray upon it and you plant the right seeds, like God will help bring it to fruition for you. And that's like the God's honest truth. Now it's not easy, but that's that's my truth. Wow, you know? that's so beautiful. And, and I mean, this means a lot to me because I just started a working or rather serving at a radio show, mm-hmm. radio um, outfit in Philly. It's a community radio. Oh, sure. And they're like, hey, just come in. We're not paying you. They don't, they don't pay anybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I just want the opportunity. I'm just going to go do my show for free. Mm-hmm. And that's what I keep doing. And I drive like 40 minutes one way every day just to go do this for free. And the way I see it for me, it's like I'm just, um, you know, like you said, planting the right seeds. Mm-hmm. I'm doing mm-hmm. it just to reach out to people around me. And I've always believed, I've always loved radio, though. Mm-hmm. I've always loved to follow my passion. And and for me, you know, just like you said about your parents, for me, my wife has been very supportive of me. Just like, you know. And that's important. Yeah, just going on. Because to let you do something for free, you're a man, like, hey. Right. Get, it's, it's very challenging. I give her a lot of credit, mm-hmm. you know for allowing me just, you know, be me. And she's not complaining. Mm-hmm. Because if she does, I'm just going to kiss all this goodbye very soon. I'll be able to make her smile and thank God for this. Yeah. Um, see she's so into me. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and things come around, right? Like, you do a lot of things in radio for free. Like, you do a lot of things, I think, in life for free. Like, I feel like everybody <laughs> has to pay their dues. That's why, like, in the beginning, it's like, and you do until you get to a point where, you know, you, you make money, but it's not even about the money. Cause I, and True. I always believe that, like, if I do the right things, the money will come. Honestly. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So true. Yep. So true. Speaking about fitness, how did you get into this lifestyle? I know you said, I mean, reading about you, I talked about how that you had a challenge managing being a parent, being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, and living a life, healthy lifestyle. What's mm-hmm. the story about? The truth is, I was 65 pounds heavier than I am right now, and I was a parent. I had two, a boy and a girl. My kids were very little at the time. My daughter was probably oh, maybe two or three, and I hadn't like really. I had the baby weight from her, and then just other weight that was there, and I was super broke. And I walked into the YMCA, and I had a cycling pass. Interestingly enough, and I was I think it was on my like a second or last pass. And I'm like, God, I want to come here, but I no, I can't afford this. And they had this posting at the front desk for a part-time membership sales. So I figured I would apply for the job, and then I'd get a membership from it. And that's really kind of how it worked. Actually, the lady who was hiring happened to be standing there, and she's like, "You want to work?" And I'm like, "Yes," you know. So I was able to get a, a membership for myself and my family. Worked there for a few years before I actually went into the wellness center. Somebody a shift opened up at. Friday night that nobody wanted to work. It was six to close. It sucked. Nobody wanted <laughs> So I took it. I took the shift. And then I was in there. I was able to get some certifications, some basic certifications, was able to work with members. But the real transformation for me came when I had somebody who taught group exercise. She's actually a master trainer for Beachbody now. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she was teaching at the Y at the time. She had just kind of started off. And she dragged me into one of her classes. And I loved her classes. And she was like, I'm going to go get Insanity certified this week. in a couple weeks. You should come with me. I'm like, I don't want to die. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've never done Insanity before. And so I went with her. And long story short, I got certified. And I came back to the Y. And I had never taught a group exercise class. And I 
pitch them on the opportunity to sell like a boot camp style platform where people would come take insanity and pay like a premium they bought it and a few weeks later my classes were getting filled and people were showing up and I'm like I, I might not suck and they kept coming back and then that's kind of when everything kind of started like trickling into like just turbo gear oh wow yeah. so wait for you to say that you thought you said to yourself you might not suck does that mean that you thought you sucked at the beginning, I don't right? think I sucked. I just, I was new and I didn't know what I was doing. And I think a lot of people wait till they like have perfected something in order to do it. And my True. motto has always been, you just need to do it afraid. And, I, I like and that, that. Has, I, that is definitely what has gotten it me to this point. Like I will do anything afraid, you know, within reason. Like wow. I'm not one to jump out of a plane. I'm not one to, you know, sky that, but I, I am willing to take the risk necessary in order to see and achieve what's on the other side. So that summer I started teaching, I sat in my house for two months, I didn't take any vacations, I didn't go anywhere, and I studied for my NASM, the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And I wasn't a great test taker, but I loved the exercise science, the anatomy behind it all, and then I went and I passed the exam on the first shot, and I'm like, oh, that's all I wanted to do, right? So I dedicated myself to that, and then th things just started growing for me from there. And I started teaching more group exercise classes um, that I've been working with. I work with Crunch now. I've been working with Crunch for a while. Um, I started teaching spin not too long ago. I'm really enjoying that. And I just it just keeps evolving. I, I do a lot of corporate wellness stuff. So that's where the Cooper stuff came from. So I've just been in this world where I've been able to create and do what I love and you know intertwine fitness into all of it which oh, has wow. been pretty amazing. And I've been able to work with some really great brands and partners. Um, the Athleta Leisure Line has been a great supporter. I actually launched Ease with them. So the format, Energizing Active Strength Exercise, is a hit-based format, but it pulls together different elements that um, strengthen the mind, the body, and the spirit. So I, it's all works together. And I was able to launch that with them, and they were supportive. And then I've had great partners like Metro Plus Health Plan, who I do a bunch of stuff with, and just really long-term like partners who get it, and they want to educate, and they want to teach people, and um, you know, just keep the message going. Oh, that's you know? awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> I was gonna ask you this later, but since you already brought it up, speaking about the ease. Yeah. How did it? How did it come about that model? Mm -hmm. You know, what's what's it? mainly all about how did mm -hmm. it come about that honestly i got tired of teaching everybody else's stuff so i love shanti <laughs> and i love autumn calibres and i love all those like you know wellness influencers who have created these formats but i'm like i think i can do this and i think i can pull elements together like for the things that i like in an exercise program so that's where ease has come from it's just come from my inspiration from taking so many different formats and like just kind of blending together what like i feel um, was just good for my body and in terms of the mind-body-spirit connection. So I teach it in a very um, a dim lighting setting. The music is programmed to energize you. So it okay. starts off very energetic and then it brings you into a state where you're able to not meditate, but really reflect and release. And it's just all designed, every exercise is designed to take you from an energetic state to where you're really able to focus and make that mind-body connection. Oh, wow, that sounds very interesting. So do you have places where you get to practice or teach days? Um, I'm not teaching it right now. When I launched it with Athleta, I really wanted it to be 
in a specific like place and I wasn't able to find that as of yet. So like it wasn't something I just wanted to kind of throw out there and do just for the sake of doing it. Like I do it at events, so I have events that I do it at and I do demos. But right now, um, I'm just very protective of it, you I know, and I don't want to like just throw out it out there just to be throwing it out there. So um, I do it at events and I have events on my page, my Instagram page at Coach Kenya. Um, but that's primarily where I, I host it because it's very near and dear to me. And until I find the right platform for it where it's like a staple, I'd love to work with you know, a big name like a Beachbody or some big fitness format that wants to take it and develop it with me and, you know, grow it and offer it to the masses. But I just haven't found the right partner yet. So that's something that in the future I hope to achieve. Well, Not hope, I will achieve. You will. Yeah, you will. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So speaking about how you became an honoree for the women who mean business in New mm -hmm, York City, mm -hmm. what how did they come about making you an honoree and what does it mean to you, you know, being a lady and having an honor? I mean, in New York City, that's a big deal. Yeah, well, and you know, and the thing is, um, I'm a hustler, right? And I am, I work really hard and I work really hard for other people. And where that came from was just my connection to the business community and what I've been able to achieve for the clients that I work with. So I also do a lot of brand integration and marketing campaigns. I kind of fell into that. So when I dropped out of college the first time, I just dropped out and I worked full time. And I'm like, if I ever go back, I'm going to really go back strategically. So when I went back to get my bachelor's degree, I was very specific. I did um, an organizational leadership and communications program. And then when I was done with that program, um, they had this integra integrated marketing communications master's degree, which I'm finishing up this, this year. And what I learned is through my connections in the business community and just the clients who I was working with, you know, you have people who recognize your gifts and your abilities. And honestly, I don't even know who nominated me for that. <laughs> I got an email one day and I was like, and I would, you know, you're trying to like, you're trying to figure like, well, who would do it? And like, who is it? And it's like, it honestly, whoever got inspired to like give me the nomination, it was like, it, it was like the first time I ever had, like I did an editorial and it was it was it was kind of a big deal for me because I'm and I didn't know where it came from, you know, wow. and it was it caught me off guard, and it happened at a very interesting time in my career. So I was just starting off as an executive in, the, in this? the media. Mm -hmm. what this year was, was this? probably this was five years ago. Oh wow! This was five years ago, and I remember um, sitting down with one of my superiors and them telling me why do you think you deserve this, basically? Because I I was putting the, the, what do they say, the cart before the horse? Yeah. And who am I to get this recognition? And there's other people around me that deserve this honor. And they made me feel bad about receiving this. Now, keep in mind, I didn't nominate myself. Oh, wow. You know, but what happened was I got put in this really um, big publication and it mentioned the radio stations and it aligned me with the brand so it was like that was something I guess at that point in my career because I was young and new in the business that I it was an accolade I just you know just didn't shouldn't have gotten at the time and there were other people that were like based on what he was saying more qualified and you know and how dare you and and, and he made me feel bad about it and I actually did for a second 
Oh, wow. You know, because I was young and I was like, I'm like, maybe I may, you know, like I didn't do anything, but it's like, it's funny how perception will shape your whole reality. Like somebody says something to you and it's, you're so impressionable. And I remember going into a boardroom full of my colleagues, and I'm so sorry I did this at the time. I apologized to those people. I was like, I'm really sorry if the, you know, the article was taken the wrong way. Let me tell you something. If I had to do that over again, I would have never apologized to anybody. <laughs> because I'm like, God gave this to me. Like, I didn't ask for this, you know what I mean? But it's, it's interesting how someone could make you feel badly about something, especially being a woman of color. This is coming from someone who's not a woman of color. And I remember the conversation with him very vividly because he's like, you know, why can't it be like, because it was um, women or who, women who mean business. So why can't it be like, you know, men who mean business? Who mean and, business. And, and, oh, and, you know, no. th and he gave me like a couple other, other examples. And I'm like, because you know what? You've never been black and you've never been a woman. And then the conversation ended. <laughs> wow. So I'm sure. And interestingly enough, you know, I, I got to New York City after the fact. So all the things that he thought I couldn't do or said I wasn't worthy of, it's like God was just giving me a preview of what was to come. And that's how I took that article because I was in a place where I needed, you know, you're down and you're like, you're not sure if you're doing the right things. And, True. And you need, sometimes you need inspiration. And God has always been so faithful to give me signs that I'm on the right track. So... Anyway, that was a really long answer, but I think this is the first time I was able to tell that story publicly, so. You know, it's so funny because, <laughs> I mean, that kind of like segues into something I was gonna ask you because, mm -hmm. you know, when I reached out to you, I said I wanted these to come out on International Women's Day. Sure. And that's next week, March 8, 2019. And one of the questions that came to my mind as I was in my research was how have you been able to navigate the limits that society places on you either consciously or uh -huh. unconsciously just for being a woman mm -hmm. and this story just you know kind mm -hmm. of says that you've gone through this mm -hmm. in your career I mean how did you manage this navigating your career as mm -hmm. a woman and a woman of color you know the, the, I think my number one rule and it's been my number one rule for the past several years is is not being able to be not being afraid to talk about money because I think that's, a, that's something that women are afraid to talk about. That's why we get paid less. And I read something one time, if you're afraid to talk about money, you're never gonna make any. Oh, wow. So I am not afraid to talk about money, you know, and say, nope, it's, it's gonna be this. And, and you know, it's, I'm okay to negotiate. You need to know your worth. And I am all about like, I'm all about paying dues. I'm all about helping. I'm all about that. But when I think when it comes to the bigger picture and when it comes down to situations where you know um, you should be compensated for certain things, you need to be able to take a stand for that and just and not compromise. Because the minute you compromise, someone else is going to come through the door. They're going to get more money from, from them. They're going to get paid more than you. And you're going to regret it. So that was that's that would be my number one takeaway is never to be afraid to talk about money. Oh, well, that's interesting. How about when it comes to things like, you know, recognitions, promotions? Yeah, I mean, what's interesting is that I'm not a big title person. You know, I just let my work speak for itself. And I, and I, I firmly believe that promotion comes from the Lord. I do. I feel like he has to use people in order to promote you. To promote you, you. true. Um, and I don't think there's ever gonna be a time or a day and age where there's not opposition and you're not gonna be judged based on 
you know, the color of your skin or your gender or whatever. And I, and I, it's unfortunate, but it's a reality in society. Um, and what I could say to that is don't take any of that on personally. Like you can't control how people they're gonna be, but you can control how you're gonna be and how you're gonna respond to a situation. And when you let your work ethic and your character and your integrity speak for itself, the right people are gonna pick up on that and those are gonna be the people that are gonna be in place to promote you. And honestly, that's really the only team that you wanna be on because you don't wanna be somewhere where you feel you know, unsupportive or, or blocked from, you know, from doing what you ultimately want to do. I want to ask you a few questions before we wrap this up. Sure. So let me get, get back to working out and fitness. So mm-hmm. little ladies do not like working out for too long. They're mm-hmm. very skeptical about working out, especially when it's a male trainer. Yeah. Like you're going to be giving me things that are good for you. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. might not be good for me. Right. You know, so I wish I could find someone who's going to tell me what's going to be good for me. Who knows? Who understands my body as a lady? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you, what kind of tips would you give to, you know, ladies as far as um, things they need to do to help boost their wellness generally, mm-hmm. both physically, both your physique, both mentally? What tips do you have for them, you know? I would say um, find a trainer or a workout that you really connect to, and that's fun for you. Because if you don't like it, you're probably not going to do it. Um, and I like to like keep a variety of things. Like I don't like to do the same things. Like I don't like to take the same classes all the time. Like I think you need to mix it up. Like if you love to Zumba, that's great. But you should find other things that you can do. You, do. you know what I mean? I mean, you just to switch it up and like keep your body engaged. And it, there's you know there's a whole like um, what's the word I'm looking physicality to that as well. So if you do True. the same thing over and over again, your body's gonna plateau and you're not gonna get any results. So there's that. Um, I would say like, you know, set a schedule, you know, like build it into your day. You know, I know when I get home at sometimes eight, nine o'clock at night, sometimes later than that, I'm probably not going to go get on my treadmill or get on my bike, you know? So the reality for me is that if I could work out during the day or at lunchtime, like for example, um, there is a place across the street that uh, a boot camp place. And um, I mean, if you could fit that in in your day, it's it's better for you to get it done or get it early done in the morning when you wake up. So that's what I would say. Um, find a way to build a good relationship with food. You know, I oh, that's think people um, they over diet or they don't eat enough, and they end up on this like yo yo, you know, of of just this fluctuation, and it drives your body crazy. And I think for women. Especially now where I feel like we're going into a good age of like embracing more curves and more different body types, you know, where it used to be you'd see this one girl who looks like this on a fitness magazine. I feel like we're in a stage now which is it's a very liberating. So all different body types are praised, even in fitness, I feel like. So, So we're in a really like in a renaissance of that, which is great. And just finding like what works well for your body type and like getting with somebody who can kind of really assess that for you. So those would be some tips uh, in terms of the physical part. In terms of the mental part, you know, I'm a big personal growth person. So I read a lot of books. I read a lot of personal development things. I mean, um, there is a really great book, The Science to Getting Rich, which is an amazing book. If you ever study any book, 
ever out there. It's a little green book. You can get it on Amazon for, I don't know, like eight bucks or something. But The it's, Science to Getting Rich? The Science to Getting Rich. That's a great book. It was actually, I think it was bef- before or around um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And it's funny because some people have, you know, one or two attitudes about money. It's like either they talk about it and it's like, oh, you know what? I don't want to talk about being rich. Like rich, like that's a bad word, you know? But I've, my mantra has always been you can't help anybody if you're sick or you're broke. So true. You can. So true. You know? Awesome. And I, and I think you just, you got to be aligned. Your body's got to be aligned. Your bank account should be aligned. You know what I'm saying? Your, your business should be aligned. Your, like stuff needs to line up. You know, and we're not all perfect. Like, there's certain imbalances in my life that, like, I need to fix. But I just feel like you just have to have things in order because when things are in order, you're just going to feel less anxious. You're going to feel like you can enjoy life a lot better. Oh, that is so, 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 so true. I mean, I I like the whole analogy of things being in order, Mm -hmm. everything aligning. Yeah, because really we are not just... We're more than our physicality. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot more that mm-hmm. you know goes mm-hmm. into making us all that we are. That's 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 very awesome. Thanks so much for that. Are oh, you welcome? Okay, I wasn't planning on asking this. Mm-hmm. This probably didn't doesn't have anything to do with the topic I had said I was going to ask. That's okay. But listening, doing a little bit of research on you, I saw that you've been around talks on mental health mm-hmm. a whole lot, and I just wanted to ask you. You know, it's still a subject that. A lot of people don't embrace. Mm-hmm. A lot of people shy away from. Mm-hmm. What's your take on it? What advice would you want to give to people about this new breeding subject in our society today? I would say, when you know better, you do better. When you know better, you do better. <laughs> That's what I meant awesome. to say. Um, because I feel like information is key, and you know why suffer in silence? True. Which I think a lot of people do, and I think you need to get to a place where you self-identify and realize that you may need to get help and you may need to see somebody for that. I mean, I go to therapy. Um, I've been going to therapy for, God, at least six years. You know, I've had a lot of things that I used to just internalize and try to like deal with on my own. And I would see where they would pop up in other areas of my life and relationships and so on and so forth. And I'm like, you know, you realize you're just bringing junk into junk. You know, and you have to be able to deal with that. That's the whole mind, body, spirit thing, right? So what's going on in your soul translates into your spirit. And if you don't deal with that, see, some people just deal with the spirit part, which is great. But I also believe that God wants us to be conscious in all levels. True. You know, and clean up everything that's that's going on with us. So we have to be aware and we have to be willing to do that inner reflection and that and, and work on our inner life as well as our outer life. And I think one of the first steps to that is, you know, identifying, figuring out what the solution to that may be, and then taking the steps to get the help that you need. That's awesome. Because very honestly, therapy sounds like this word that people just want to Mm -hmm. run away from. It sounds like this bad omen and no Mm -hmm. one wants to say, you know, I'm going for therapy. I have problems. Yeah. I'm not together. It's actually very liberating. You know, it's it's a liber- and you have to find it's just it's a safe space. I mean, find a good therapist, obviously. Um, I see a really great guy. He, uh, Dr. Bob DeYoung, he's like brilliant. And it's funny because he was my psychology professor in college. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, I had met him that way, but I knew he did like family practice and like you know, with, he sat with adults. So when I was kind of going through a bunch of things, I reached out to him and I was like, Dr. Bob. 
you know, I need your help, but he's phenomenal. Um, there's a lot of other people that are out there, um, but you gotta find someone you can trust, someone who's gonna be honest with you and not sit there and nod their head because you can get in the office with a head nodder, you know, <laughs> and that's not gonna help you. You need someone who can give it you advice objectively and not co-sign for your mess, you know? So those are really in life, the people I try to keep around me anyway. I think it's something really, really great and really, really cool. So finally, I just want to say, what word do you want to say out there to women who are just going to be listening to this? A lot of people are going to be listening to this. Yes, International Women's Day and mm-hmm. any time of the year, mm-hmm. of any year for that matter. I mean, what word do you want to give to your fellow ladies? I would there? say if I had to pick a word, it would be empowered. Empowered. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's a very versatile term because we can use it in every aspect of our life, especially as women. That has been the thing that has really helped me stay the course and really, you know, having, and I think empowerment is an attitude and keeping that, what did they say, swagger to you? Because, you know, what I heard, I think I heard Drake say this one time, um, it's really real when you are who you think you are. Hmm. And that's really the truth. And when you when you believe in yourself, other people will believe in that. Right? So if you awesome. don't if you don't feel that for yourself, other people aren't gonna buy that. You know? So I just think that um, being empowered and, and keeping and staying in that state of empowerment, and I'm not talking about walking around like with your chest pumped up and you're all that, and you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about arrogance or being egotistical or even narcissist. I'm talking about you know, walking with a state of just integrity and thoughtfulness to other people and just the willingness to just be a good person, you know, because that is really what it's all about, right? And I think when you have that, those attributes, that just gives off this aura to people that is good and it's authentic and it's it's right and they gravitate towards that so stay empowered that's awesome do you have i mean particular routines that you get to do daily that helps you get to the stage of empowerment yeah i do i the first thing that i get up and do in the morning is i thank god and i will take i don't know like five to ten minutes to like just like read my bible really quickly um i'm a big writer so I like write out goals on index cards. Um, I learned that trick from, uh, it's called The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. I heard it in a sales meeting that I was in probably five years ago. Um, Earl Nightingale is amazing. If you ever go Google him and look him up, you'll learn so much about him. He's like the father of like self-improvement. Oh, wow. And anytime I'm feeling like I'm having one of those days, I put that record on or the, the audio on. It's actually, you can hear the record. It's like they taped the audio. It's amazing. And um, I listen to that and it, it gets you back right. You know, um, music is always very inspirational to me, but those are like the tools. Like those are the things that I've used to really keep me in a a good place of positivity and feeling empowered that's awesome Mm -hmm. that's so cool you know because many times it's it's not just about 
you know, staying empowered is how to get back to being empowered when you feel disempowered. Yeah, because you, you, there's so days cool. you're going to feel low. Yeah. I don't, you know, you don't so wake true. up every day and feel like a superwoman or a superman. You know, true. we're human beings. Like, we have feelings. We go in and out of stages. I mean, but you got to know what it takes to pick yourself up. And when you have those tools, you always just go back to the tools. Like, I know when I need to take a break, take time off. I know when I need to listen to certain things. Like, I know what I need to do. You know, and you have to know that about yourself, you know, because then that will keep you in a state of feeling good. And that's a big piece to feeling empowered. It's like when you feel good about yourself and you feel confident and you feel like you're deserving of such good things, that's what empowerment's all about. And when you give that off and energy to people, they feel that, you know, it's like it's like a transcending type of feel. Oh, that's so awesome. That's Mm -hmm. so cool. You know what, Coach? So if... I was gonna have your picture here. Mm-hmm. What word would you want me to put on the side of your image that was just gonna describe you? Um, that's a tough question. I know it is, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm not it's expecting hard. a quick answer. It's hard to pick a word. Okay, um, couple words. Huh? What? What would I want people to Sentences. know about yeah, me? About you. I have a word. I would say resilient. Resiliency, like, I really, I am like the comeback kid. Wow. And I have been, like, kicked into so many situations and, like, just been downtrodden. And, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't take negativity as a bad thing. Like, I take it as, like, when someone says, oh, you can't do that or you shouldn't be, that makes me work even harder just so I can not only just have it but, like, prove them wrong. So I would definitely say if I had to describe myself in one word, it would be resilient. Awesome. Thank you so much, Coach. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been an honor. It's been a privilege to have you. And thanks to you, too, for taking the time to listen through this power-packed, insightful conversation. Honestly, I could make a series of at least five episodes from this and I recommend you just play it over and over and over again. Make notes and implement the things you learn to help you live your life 10 over 10. You know, your best life. Please, please, please rate, review and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts and on iTunes. It goes a long way to help the show. read all the comments and the feedbacks. Share this knowledge also with your friends and family. And if you don't use any Apple product, it's also on Google Podcasts. And you can find this also on Stitcher. Links to all the reference materials like the books that Coach Kenya mentioned are all going to be available in the show notes on the podcast page of my website, realfitness.tv. That is R-E-A-L-F-I-T-N-E-S-S dot TV slash podcast. Today's show was edited and produced by me. My guest, as you all know, was Miss Kenya Gibson. 
and you can connect with her on Instagram at Coach Kenya. Our theme music was composed and produced by Eddie Wally Jr. And the lifers of the show have been you and you and you. Thanks again, everyone. Rest your body, work your body, feed your body, and love somebody. I'm your fitness and lifestyle coach, Henry again. Bye for now.